0: The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus Podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body Mind Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio.
1: Richard. Darren. So I wanted to come back today to one of the themes that we've been kind of teasing out in the last few shows, I think. Mm. Um, And um, that's really about using psychic powers to help other people, yeah. Uh, we talked about it kind of generally, but I thought we could talk today in a bit more detail about yeah. you know some of the concrete examples that, that really anyone could do. You know, yes, because these psychic powers are innate within us. We can all develop them. They're not a gift, mm-hmm. and so and you know, but they're not to be developed for just for their own sake. No. No. today especially or nowadays especially it's how can we develop them in order to be, be to do better in our spiritual work as a spiritual work in terms of helping other people in the world in yeah. some way
0: Yeah, i actually go further than that that's what justifies developing them
1: okay, that, that yeah. they can in be, the very first place yes yeah, because yeah.
0: in the old yoga tradition you wouldn't, you'd have them and I repeat and I know this, I've said this many times, but anyone who claims to be enlightened, mm. who hasn't in one way or another experienced psychic powers of their own, mm. isn't.
1: You can be that definite. how how that can be, like, what's what's going on? Well, because
0: to become enlightened in the true sense of the word, you are raising the kundalini. Mm -hmm. You're raising it, whether you know it or not, not all people who develop enlightenment are fully aware of kundalini. This is where Dr. King was streets ahead of of some. And you can have elevated states without ever having heard of kundalini, and certainly Wordsworth did, and he described it in his poem at Tintin Abbey, for example. Mm. But... You will, in one way or another, activate psychic centers as you do this. And in the course of that, you'll have certain types of psychic experience. You might not call them that. In the yogic tradition, you might see them as lights that you're seeing in your third eye. You might uh, see them as a representation of the aura, which I suppose we would call clairvoyance, but you Mm -hmm. might not and you might hear the sound, the certain sounds that you, you hear as you advance, and I think one was the conch shell in the old oh, yeah. yogic yeah. writings. These are all psychic manifestations. You, you, might, you will probably experience energies mm. in your own aura or being, mm. uh, certain types of force which can change your temperature. Um, in one way or another, I mean, in, in, in the, the, the Malarepa practice of, of the inner heat, that he did, and thereby could climb the mountain Himalayas in a snowstorm in a cotton robe and wow, still yeah. remain warm. These are these are different manifestations, some physical actually, of psychic abilities. Sometimes psychic abilities lean over into physical manifestation, um, and and it's very tangible force. And this will happen. In one, it's, it won't be your goal in the traditional yoga setting. But it will, as you advance, and I'm going way beyond the asanas here and and going through probably the eight limbs of yoga as taught Mm -hmm. by Sri Patanjali and and Vivekananda and Sivananda and Yogananda and many others. Um, You'll have that happen. You'll learn to detach from them if you're in that school of thinking, but they will come. Now, a person who, I repeat, who says, well, I'm enlightened, and there are some teachers, some very well-known ones who do that, who have not... Uh, experience this in some form, and they say they haven't then i'm sorry they haven 't reached they might have reached a peaceful state mm-hmm. they might think they're in the now, but if you 're in the now you 're in virtually a
1: somatic state, the true now that 's a great show there in future that one is yeah, but basically the bottom line is. If, kundalini, if you're going to experience enlightenment, kundalini is going to be manifesting in a very high center. It's got to go through the other one. It has you're going to. to experience you, that's, a, that's a
0: big lesson yeah. that I, for one, have learned. Yeah. You can't yeah. just jump straight to the, to the Christ center. <laughs> yeah, You've got to go through each center.
1: And in that way, yes, yeah, yeah. so that's a great yardstick. Mm. So, yeah. so just coming back to, to this then, so we're talking about... Um, developing psychic powers, to go back to your point, in order to... Absolutely. I mean, others. there's two yeah.
0: wonderful things yeah. about unlocking psychic powers. Mm. Number one, people start to realise their own pr- potential. They totally. escape from totally. what Mars Sector 6 calls the prison mm. of psychic frustration. It's, mm-hmm. it's like... You know, this wonderful... We've talked about Plato's cave before, I think. Yes, we did talk about it. But it's like a person, for the first time, breaking free in a cave and seeing sunlight and seeing life for the first time. And it's very exciting. So that's that's a wonderful thing. It needs to be controlled, of course, and tempered. uh, But it's a great thing. And then the other thing, the main thing, what can you then use it
1: for to help others? And I, um, I, I love this topic because I think it, it really, uh, you know, gives people a real reason to explore this, um, uh, you know, beyond, you know, just being an interesting thing. And I'm curious and I'd like to see for myself whether it's possible. It's, uh, and it grounds it in what matters most to our world today. Absolutely. Which is, which is and kudos
0: to know. Dr. George King, mm-hmm. who I think absolutely is one of the many things he pioneered. Even with his healing technique, it was a, it's a technique based on yoga. Based on chakras, yes, you know, based on uh, energy, prana, um, and and the same. He he broke through that barrier as a master of yoga in his own right, and a real one, and a very rare one of high attainment. And then to validate, and he gave lectures on psychometry, on mm-hmm. dowsing. Uh, providing it's used in service. But in order to develop it to use in service, you have to perhaps start with learning to do, I mean, psychometry is just a wonderful thing to learn. Let's talk a little bit more about what it is. Psychometry is psychic touch. Okay. And of course, this was practiced in a spiritualistic setting. Because Dr. King had an unusual background of coming both from a spiritualist background, you know, his mother, his grandmother, Mm. uh, and, and he attended what they would have called seances, but he went from seance to science. We've used that before. Um, But at the same time, adopting yoga and learning under Dr. Shastri and others, and and himself, and training in the yoga. Uh, And and not training in a way I've never heard of anyone else doing, of course, for eight hours a day for 10 years. So he was very unusual in that that regard. Um, And he must have come across psychometry just as he must have come across healing, probably in those spiritualistic movements and and meetings, without any real understanding of what they were and why they were working. And he Mm. added to it the dimension of logic, which he added to everything. Mm. And let's learn from that, because some psychics think, oh, I don't need logic anymore. I don't need to analyse anymore. I've, I've got my intuition now, and that's all that matters. No, it isn't. It isn't. The two, actually, they come together. Intuition and logic meet at the same place,
1: which is truth. Oh, I love that, I love that, I love that. Well, I think, and I think it illustrates that there is this beautiful harmony that you can bring together with yeah. both, and we really shouldn't be discarding either yeah. one of them. Yeah, it, so to answer your question, he then told, he'd explained
0: why it's, what psychometry is. We put some of this in the book, Realize Your Inner Potential, mm-hmm. that it's the energy contained in an object And so what you're tuning into when you take somebody's watch is the energy that they have placed in it by wearing it, which is why, by the way, if you get a second-hand watch from somebody which they haven't worn very much and somebody else has worn a lot, your reading might be really off because you're actually getting the other, getting person. The other yeah. person yeah wow mm. so
1: i mean but just um, using psychology i mean you could walk into an old building i mean you could yeah. touch an artifact yeah. and you could and and then and then you're perceiving out of the ether within that artifact the you know the impressions of yeah. the people who were there, or of the events that surrounded yeah. that place.
0: I did that with Yogananda, actually. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, when I went to his uh, sort of museum, I think it's called the Shrine Auditorium, I think. Oh, yeah, um, OK. But, um, and there's a little museum, you're not meant to touch anything. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I broke the <laughs> oh, Okay. I only touched one object. <laughs> okay, but yeah. um, I could, I could feel the difficulties of his life in a way I never had before. And I, I, and I gained a newfound appreciation for him because I, I think he was such a wonderful man that he didn't, you know, what, what he went through uh, when he left his home and his mm. the traditions he was raised in and the ashram and all that and came to the West because that was his mission and he did it brilliantly. Um, there was great sadness as well, I think. Um, and I could, I could see how difficult that must have been for him partly through touching this object wow. rather than just reading a book because I don't think it's something he spoke about much. Wow. Um, and I, you know, I, I like others, have felt his presence, certainly around um, the book Realise Your Inner Potential, which, of course, isn't a million miles from self-realization mm. as a name well, as a concept yeah, yeah as yeah. a concept yeah. although in our case it's service orientated which mm. i'm sure he is
1: now yeah. i believe he is now yeah totally mm. so let's connect psychometry then to healing because you were kind of starting to go down that track yeah, yeah. so you know in terms of using uh, using these like psychometric skills that we're developing in order to help others i mean how would that manifest well psychometry in can
0: lead into a reading like when i used to do readings there's one or two things I would use. I'd certainly use the crystal ball. At uh, one time I used a, a doctored tarot pack. I doctored it myself because there are negative elements in, it, in some tarot packs, in my opinion, that I don't want the energy discoloring the reading. I see. Yeah, you could be careful when you, when you use it. You know, I think who designed the tarot pack and what energies come from the design. That's just a, I'm not an expert on tarot. I did use it a bit. And I even got the point of using just ordinary playing cards sometimes because they're more neutral
1: oh, than some of these
0: designs. yeah. And then I also would do some psychometry because it can lead you into attuning yourself to the person. Mm. And then that can lead you to going deeper. And do please bear in mind that just because you're psychic, just because you're getting psychic impressions, even if they're true impressions, they're not necessarily going to be helpful. Uh, you need to go a bit deeper. And, you're, you're, what you're trying to do, if you're being consulted, and I, you know, I'm not saying everyone should set themselves up to do this, but if you are, you're trying to help the person, you will have access to some information uh, or feelings, impressions, I'm going to call them, about yeah. the person, mm-hmm. can then lead you to help them more. Okay. But it's got to be done in a helpful way. And I have come across examples of people who've given psychic advice mm. which has actually possibly been unhelpful while at the same time being accurate. I
1: see. So this all comes to like the, the nuance and the sensitivity around counselling someone. And using yeah, and, and, and always keeping your intuition alive. Mm. For example, I'll give an
0: example. I, I think one has to be very wary of health. I, I keep right Not away... On I health. I have been asked... Um, to advise on both legal matters and health matters, psychically, and I keep away from both. Um, I don't give health advice unless someone really asks me. And let's just say you had a real psychic impression about somebody else was going to die. Mm. Um, you could tell them. I mean, I'll, I'll give you. I gave a reading once to a person, and. I don't never used to memorize my readings. I was, I was very heavily booked up, like a year ahead at some, at some moments, because I had other things going on as well. But I then met the person later and said, oh, by the way, you were right in your reading. I did go to Australia. Mm. So apparently I told her you're gonna go to Australia, and she did go. Now, the, I, I thought to myself then, well, I hope she didn't go, because I said you were gonna, you know. <laughs> you can empower people is my I point see. with Thank your you. reading. Mm. and I even know of a case of someone who possibly empowered somebody to to do something really damaging to themselves Mm. without meaning to at all so this is why you have to treat it with great care and use it in a way and 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 if I sort of picked up that someone was very very seriously ill let's just say I wouldn't say I think you're very very seriously ill I wouldn't say that but I might say um, how is your health I see you know, there 's nothing wrong in art you see again, some psychics they don 't think they can ask questions
1: mm. as if they 're
0: meant to be the one with the answers yeah because it 's an ego their ego is I know mm. everything, and i can 't look as though i don 't and at the same time you 'll get people will come to get a reading, expecting you to answer everything and saying, on the attitude, "Well, you should know this, and you should know that. So if somebody came to me for a reading with that attitude i 'd end the reading right there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that would be it. Mm. You are there to help, and if they don't want to help, and if they Never, won't answer yeah. questions
1: designed sure. to help them, it's, it's a waste of time for sure, both of sure, you. Sure, sure, you're not obligated to do it. Um, so, so coming back to the the like prayer, for example, yeah, um, how, what you know, how how does like developing psychic powers, how does that relate to prayer? I mean, most people wouldn't necessarily put those two things together.
0: They wouldn't, but prayer, and you know, I I know hundreds of people who pray in a mm. dynamic way, as taught by Dr. George King, and, mm. it, and when you tip do dynamic prayer as taught yeah. by Dr. George King as well as everything else that it is which yeah. is a very holy and spiritual practice it's also a psychic practice yeah. you are using psychic centers in the palms of your hands you are using the psychic center of the heart center every time you visualize the heart center you are although your motive is to channel energy to others you are also raising the energies within you in the direction of that center and this is why you have to be careful with the visualization mm-hmm. of centers. But in that practice, you're gonna to start to raise energies. And so therefore, many people who pray will tell you of their experiences. They feel the energy, it's a tangible force. Definitely. It's, you know that, hundreds of others know that. It can be very, very cold. Your hands can be very cold. They can also go very warm. The temperature of your hands can change dramatically, way more than they would by chance. Yeah. And you can even have other experience, you can see the energy sometimes, and people do. I've done, I know someone, which we've mentioned before, who's heard the energy, and so on. Some people have smelled it. I I had, uh, John Holder and I, when we were at university in Hull, we had a theory group there, we had an attender, and when we did the Violet Flame practice, this attender said every time he could smell it. Really? He couldn't really see it, but he could smell it. I haven't smelled it. So it's like a smell, Most wonderful smell. Wow. These are different things that happen along the way. Then, you know, one moves on, one one isn't there to dwell on them. Sure. But these are psychic practices, yes, and prayer, very much so. And it will start to activate the higher psychic centers, which will start to lead you to be more psychic, and even more important than psychic, to be more intuitive.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, prayer, all those things you just described, actually, you know, when I reflect on that, they're, they're actually a really good way of... Um, proving to yourself that prayer is a psychic thing, you know, that it's not just what people have kind of um, perceived it to be previously, you know, you're just mm. talking to God, kind of, of mm. way, But that actually there is a movement of energy. That movement there is an energy. invocation, there is a radiation yeah. of this power. Yeah. And that, you know, all these different phenomena that you experience with the temperature and the sensation and the pressure and all that is sort of a manifestation of this energy moving within you. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's a great way, like you've said, you know, you need to experience things for yourself. These things are things that you can experience. They are. Yourself. And yeah. isn't it
0: strange? And I, I, you must hear this. And I hear all the time people telling me they're not psychic mm. when they're of extremely good prayer. Not only a good prayer, yeah. they can assess the difference in quality mm. of other prayers. I see what you mean. And yet they'll say they're not psychic. I of course they're psychic yeah. in an extremely valuable way. Yeah. Because in Operation Prayer Power, we need to assess the quality yeah. of the energy. And that's a psychic task. Whether yeah. you, we
1: don't call it that. But it, clearly, it is. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you know, yeah, when people think of psychic, they kind of think, oh, like telepathy or reading your mind yeah. or, or you know, moving things mm. or you know. But actually, yeah, there's the mo- much more useful psychic powers that we're talking about here, prayer, yeah, and spiritual. Yeah, very healing, useful example. and healing,
0: yeah. likewise, mm-hmm. spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. And I know of healers who, who have given healing to an area that the patient. You know, didn't say, didn't mention to them, as well as the one that the mm. patient did mention, just on a feeling, and nothing is lost by doing that. And later they found the patient told them later, by the way, I had a diagnosis from my doctor or whatever, and because the two work together, it's sure. not instead of medicine, it's right. as well as. Absolutely, 100%. As, and, you know, th- that area you healed is an area where I need treatment. Mm. So, you know, your psychic impressions can really help with healing.
1: Uh, actually, one thing, you know, that people. Kind of, well, I think they kind of separate these, try to separate these things sometimes from everyday life. But I just share mm. a couple of stories, which I think uh, mm. kind of just show how much we can make them a part of everyday life. Mm. Um, uh, Deb, my wife, you know, she's she's a nurse, works in the NHS, yeah. and she has so many stories about this. But I just share a couple sure. of that, that came to mind. Yeah. She was driving back. Um, uh, one night in Liverpool, late at night, I think it had been raining a little bit, and she, she passed an accident, there had been an accident, and there was a, a young man who'd been knocked off his bicycle, was lying on the ground. So she got out of the car and she went over to him, I think there were maybe one or two other people there already, and um, obviously she checked, someone had called an ambulance and whatever, and, and then she so she sat with him. And um, she was lying there, and she said, well, you know, not going to do nothing while I'm waiting when I start to give him healing. So she just started giving him healing. It wasn't obvious, you know, but she was invoking the energy and sending it to him. And and eventually this young man came round he just looked at her and said, are you an angel? How wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, just a beautiful little illustration. And despite the fact that he's in the cold and the night and the rain, you know, he described himself feeling very warm. You know, I just think, you know, there's just a little example. It's beautiful. And as a matter of fact,
0: let me just throw this in, that Dr. King was a very keen... On the idea of all nurses being healers, Was he? Yeah. he he really would like to have gone in to hospitals with a team of you know instructors it, yeah. and run healing courses. And many of them, as I'm sure your wife Deb will know mm. very well, are healers. Mm. I mean, they may not may or may not call themselves healers, yeah. but they are. You know,
1: their presence is a healing thing, and doctors too. Yeah. Actually, to that end, you know, speaking about specific in the hospital, um, tell me another story about, while we were just. Uh, you know, talking about the show last night, she she was describing another case where, um, you know, there was someone there receiving. Um, I think they come in for a follow up after some treatment, and uh, the nurse who was meant to be assigned was off doing something else, mm. and and she was free. She was and she's like, well, can't be no reason. There must be a reason why I'm available right now. I'm just gonna go in and see, you know, mm. uh, under the pretense of assisting this other nurse who's mm. who's, who's fo- following up this patient, and uh, so she walked in and she just kind of standing there and, and she started to send healing to this person. Mm. And then uh, this person suddenly like startled and looked over to her, what are you doing? And she she was like, uh, nothing. Uh, and she's, no, you're doing something. I can feel it. I can feel the warmth coming from mm. your hands. Mm-hmm. I practice Reiki. I I know this thing. She just started crying and, and mm. um, it was clear that this this healing energy that she was reading had a, it had a real impact on this mm. person. Mm. And, you know, that's one of a hundred stories, but it just, you know, just integrating... Um, the uh, this, this simple healing practices po- okay in that case in her profession, but any of us can do that in, in the course. Anybody of can. Any point of our life, you know. One of the
0: exercises we do in, in the Unlock Your Psychic Powers workshop, and sometimes when I do other workshops, but one of the ones we do is we get together with a group and and send healing, and mm-hmm. that's a beautiful story, mm-hmm. by the way, you've mm-hmm. just told. That. Uh, to to. Volunteers in the mm. group who, who want to receive it. And so you'll have maybe, I don't know, a dozen people or yeah. 20 people sending healing, and we, we have a way of doing that, uh, and directing it to some, say, three or four people, one at a time, standing in front of them. Now, we have had, not promising this every time, we have had so called miracles, actually. We had mm. one person who was healed from a war wound completely in it, even though it's not advertised as that, this particular course, (laughs) but the (laughs) other thing though, that they, virtually every person who stands in front of a group, who are close to them, physically close to them, sending them energy, feels that energy as a force, it's one of the things that they experience on the receiving end, and very often, we've had people say they felt physically pushed back. Wow. Almost losing balance because wow. the the force has oh, a physical from the, from the aspect of, of of the okay. the healers mm. directing the energy is a tangible thing. It's wow. not a theory.
1: It's not faith. It's a real energy. And that, you know, And is that something that you're going to be doing in this in this course coming up? I could. <laughs> I could. Why not? I haven't settled on it, okay, but certainly okay. if, if the students want to do that one, okay. we will definitely do that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I just—I've seen you do it before, obviously on stage and stuff. Mm. But I think I, I totally agree. It, is a, it is a fascinating thing to see the experience that people have, and yeah. and actually just to see that everyone in that audience—they're not like trained healers necessarily mm. either. They're just, No they no, they're not—they've you know, come people, along yeah, to unlock like, their psychic
0: powers, exactly. to find out if this is real exactly. or not, yeah. to
1: see if they
0: themselves have some kind of ability exactly. or not. Exactly. It's an experiment thing we're all there together for the
1: same reason trying to help each other Mm -hmm. but not cheat it's got to be real yeah I think that just goes back to the point that this is innate within us anyone can develop it you know, he, we've discussed so many ways in which you can begin to do that. And most importantly, the reason to develop it here on this show, right? Um, a couple of which we've described, the counselling, um, and then also the healing and the prayer, both of which you can use to help other people. Yeah. Even the And there are the many whole. others too, yeah. but those are some
0: of the main ones. Yeah. So
1: one other one I think might be um, worth going into here as well is, is actually protection. You know, it's one yeah. that people don't often speak about. But, yes. you know, <laughs> surprisingly, one of the thing, one of the audio downloads that I think is purchased most from our website is oh, yes. actually... Um, uh, the 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 record the lecture by Dr King about psychic self defence. That Can't is an, an absolute
0: classic. Yeah. It was his speciality, one of his several, but one of his main specialities. Mm. Psychic self defence. He was absolutely brilliant teacher of, and I strongly recommend that. Um, now, you have to, as he will say, and as he did say, you know, you've got to be very discriminating about whether you're actually getting some kind of psychic interference or not, or Mm. whether it's just, you know, life or your imagination or what it might be. It might be your health or it could be anything, but um, you can do it. Now, in terms of helping others other than teaching them, there are specialist abilities which I wouldn't recommend people to take up, such as exorcism. Well, I won't say no one should take it up, but it's... To take up that or to do that, I would recommend you should be psychic first, so that you know what you're dealing with, you know what forces you're dealing with, and you should do it sparingly because, as Dr. King pointed out, if you're dealing with an opponent, um, someone who's a bad person or a bad force, whatever they are, wherever they are, if they're on another realm, the winner in, a, in a, a, what is virtually a combat situation of a kind, yeah is the one who's most capable, mm. not the one who's a best person, a good person. As you can imagine a normal like, conflict situation, a yeah. like, combat situation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I would say that in, in that particular case, you need to be very... Use your judgment carefully. Don't attempt anything. I mean, I've had guidance not to attempt a particular...
1: Oh really? Thing
0: that I would like to have attempted. I see. Uh, but I've been told, you about, yeah. Yeah, not to, advised not to, at mm-hmm. this moment, mm-hmm. it's known about mm-hmm. and not to, you know, whereas I'm sure, you know, Dr. King, if he, if he felt so inclined, he would. Um, you know, you've got to know what you're dealing with and what you can do and what you can't do, because, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, there's no point in going into battle uh, and losing just because you don't have that capability. Now, you, it takes a certain humility, because some people think they can do anything. And there are, there are some tragic cases, actually, even of you know, priests and people who've tried things and ended up possessed themselves. There was one story of a vicar I came across who tried an exorcism, and that night they tried to kill their wife with a carving knife. I don't know how true it was. Gosh. It was in a newspaper once. Um, so you can end up. You know, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but these are real forces. But there are certain things you can do. And I've done exorcisms, by the way. And as I've mentioned before, you know, on this show, sometimes they're not the grisly forces that you think you're up against. Mm. They may not be. Mm. But there's something everyone can do. uh, And it's something which we've mentioned many times. And it's the violet flame practice. And this can be good for others as well as yourself. You know, if, you, if you're doing the violet flame... Because one of the things that um, happens with psychic abilities is influence. And, uh, you know, for example, with guides, just to mention, just to detour for a moment, um, one thing... We've talked about myself channelling Dante and so yeah. on and, and Tolstoy and, other, and many writers. For some reason, that was something that I was directed towards and had many very you know, elevated literary figures channeled through me over a period of time. And, but it had an impact, I'm just illustrating this, on me, on my brain, and the net result of it, and the person I work with mainly, Nikki Wood, my PA, and often sure. dictate things, so will vouch for this, was that my vocabulary changed. This is an example, so there were words then in my brain, mm that were, hadn't been there before. There mm. were words that I didn't know. I wasn't channeling them, mm. because of the, the so influence now, of a okay. certain type of guide. Now, mm. if you have the influence of a high elevated spiritual guide, this will change you mm. as well. Now, one little thing, by the way, about guides and guidance, if you're able to get it. One acid test, I think, of um, a genuine contact with a guide would be, has, has that guide ever said something to you that you disagreed with? Because if it's not coming from you, you might not initially agree with it. You might not like it. I'll give an example. I had a, a guide for a long period who was actually a very prominent lama in Tibet. And I was, um, have been for a long time in a, in a leadership position and I and I've, uh, was doing, th- this would be, 10, 20 years ago, that sort of thing. A lot of sort of high profile media and so forth and around the world and, and maybe it was affecting my ego more mm-hmm. than it should have done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this particular guy that I'll never forget said to me one day, he said, just because you're the best leader, it doesn't make you the best person. Remember that. And it wasn't, you know, that didn't come from me. I wasn't, and it was like, stopped me in my tracks thought, yeah, and it was a very good point. And it's very true. Mm. You might have to lead certain people. They might be better people than you, though, in mm. many, many respects. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I didn't know that, but it was a reminder. Mm. And you, you, if, you, if you really are in touch, you will get that. And even in the case of Dr. King, I know for a fact, not every single thing he was ever told was what he wanted to hear.
1: I see, yeah. That's almost like an acid test, like you're saying, yeah. isn't it?
0: Because, but, Yeah, in his case, the thing he found the most difficult, possibly, was getting a, a communication about himself. Uh-huh. He didn't yeah. really want to get it. Totally. But he also, there were occasions when things were said to him, it's, You know, not very often, but it happened, mm-hmm. um, and this, this will happen. But I, I divert from protection. Protection, you can use the violet flame, You can use it to great effect for yourself as a protection. You can use it for others, too. You can radiate radiate it. There's a wonderful transmission, actually a seminal transmission, by the giver of the nine freedoms, Mars, Sector 6, called Fight Ye the Evil. And in that transmission, he gives you two... Wep- he gives a number of weapons, but the two main ones that come to mind, and it was this is a big change. This is a change away from turn the other cheek mm. and the pacifistic yeah. type of okay, approach yeah. which had prevailed upon Earth. It's a seminal moment that transmission. Fight ye the evil. If I was, I don't know what the year it could be. 1960, 61, a very early 60s. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he gives two things. One, he says you radiate white light or violet flame. You can radiate violet wow, flame. we
1: don't talk really about no. that, really, do we? you yeah. can
0: change an atmosphere in a room, and I've done it with people. If you go into a, a place which has been tarnished by bad acts, they might be physical acts, they might be psychic acts, and particularly if there's a group of you, you can change the vibration by m- m- joining together in the violet flame as a multiple operation and cleansing the area.
1: So wow, that's, that's a beautiful thing to do. It's, it's a it?
0: protective practice. Um, you know some of these practices were given we're, we're given like almost clues they can be developed. They can be used in totally. in, in different ways. Totally. So you can radiate the violet flame as well as use it for yourself. You can you can be in a, perhaps a an office yeah. where there's a horrible vibration and a bad argument and you don't say a word to anyone but you're sitting there doing the violet flame practice nobody knows you're doing it. Uh, and allowing it to radiate around and suddenly the argument stops. Mm. I've experienced things like that in an office environment. Wow. Not with the violet flame actually, but certainly with mantra. Wow. So that's one thing you can do, radiate energy. The other weapon that Mars Sector 6 gives actually for fighting evil is truth. Okay. Truth is a, it is a powerful force strangely for transmutation. Sometimes you'll say a truth and no one will take any notice of it apparently but it will still have a power,
1: yes, because okay. it's
0: true, yes. and it will still prevail at some point. It's a strong strong weapon. And then the other great wep- thing you can do, which is perfectly safe to do, is blessing. Okay. You can bless others, and there's a wonderful practice called the protective practice, given by the master Etherius, where you bless, and it's in realize you're in the potential, and it's where you bless the eyesight, of somebody else who's radiating anger or something towards you. Check that practice out. It's also in the practices of ethereus. It's a wonderful exercise. So I would say blessing, the violet flame, the radiation of energy, the speaking of truth. Those are things you can safely do. Um, If you do develop and if you're able to and if you have certain um, spiritual protection around you for certain reasons, and you probably need to pick your time, you could get into cleansing buildings and even exorcisms, but I wouldn't recommend it, and if in doubt, I wouldn't do it.
1: Mm. I mean, uh, uh, but even if people don't do that, coming back to some of the other things we talked about, the healing and prayer, certainly everybody can do that. Everyone can do that, and
0: of course healing yeah. and prayer are, are great. There's a um, you know, wonderful thing called the prayer for spiritual workers, mm. which um, you know, you're virtually blessing those who attack you. And yeah. it's a transmuting force. Yeah. And it's not as passive as it sounds.
1: It's kind of like that practice
0: in a way. It, it is in a way. Yeah. It is. And so it can be done over a distance. Mm. And as long as you really are blessing them, and it's not revenge, you do it with love, even if they've wronged you, um, it's very powerful. And they they won't be able to really resist it. Uh, because if they do, it will... It will um, tend to come, well, it will, they, they, they might reflect it away temporarily, but it has a certain power which will work itself out. And of course, the prayer for spiritual workers
1: is in this book, The Nine Freedoms. I think those are beautiful thoughts to leave people with great tips and guidance. Thank you very much for... Thank you. For